I think you've got the uh, the COVID coming. That's what that's what <laughs> I happened. Hope to me. So <laughs> that's what happened to me is uh, I had like a frog in my throat for about a week, and then Ribbit. that's Ribbit. when I that's when I got hit with that like incredible fatigue, incredible fatigue Ribbit. syndrome. I'm gonna name a disease after myself. IF syndrome. <laughs> incredible. Have you ever heard of uh, of uh, chronic fatigue syndrome? Yeah. It's just like people that are just tired all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's like wee, wee, wee. Wee. I think I've had that for like uh, yeah, three I know. years now. Yeah, I've had that for at least the last six years of my life. Ever since I turned 30, I think I've had chronic fatigue Ribbit. syndrome. Ribbit. So, Ribbit. Ribbit. You sound like the Budweiser frogs. Bud. Wise. Err. Wise. Err. <laughs> I know we already talked about that, but how crappy were those uh, Super Bowl commercials this year? Just like yeah, everything wants to make a statement. Nobody, nobody cares about being funny anymore. When we look, it's horrible. It was like that. Like, I don't know why they would even think to make ads like that. Like, what am I trying to say? I mean, you said like last year they had it the same way, which yeah. I don't remember, but I, I, I thought it was because of the cold COVID thing. Well, it's like it's like uh, you know, if you're a company and you want the good PR of like sort of backing up the the Colin Kaepernick take an E thing. That's fine. <clears throat> but then what happens is you set the precedent. So by virtue like so Jim Jim Caterley's company puts out a commercial to talk about how great Colin Kaepernick's take a knee is. If I don't do a commercial like that, right? And I just do my I carry on my normal, you know, I make my Budweiser frog commercial that year. Yeah. It's like now I'm the now I'm the jerk. Cause I didn't, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just well, like, not really because I think more people, <clears throat> more people appreciate that. Well, I think that's yeah, the hero. Right. But in terms of, but you remember we talk about this all the time. The, the, the perceived American voice is in Los Angeles and New York. Everyone thinks that that's the popular consensus, even though the, the vast majority of Americans live between those two cities. <clears throat> right. You know, so it's like the people who make the commercials live in New York and in and, and Los Angeles. So their perceived consensus is that if I don't make this commercial about uh, whatever the, the social justice movement is right now, then I'm the jerk. Instead of just making yeah. a damn funny Doritos commercial. For love of Doritos. God. <clears throat> Can I just have a Doritos commercial that makes me laugh or with big tits in it? One of the other. See, I don't think the um, other thing sells like the, the feel good. I, I love humanity. Yeah, that's what thing. I mean. It, it, it doesn't entertain me. And therefore, I don't like you don't associate a positive. You don't associate positive feelings with your brand, which is all that marketing is about is making people right. feel good <clears throat> when they hear your name or think of your product. Sure. You know, if you if if I think about your product and then I think of like social injustice, like why would I want to associate my product with social injustice or whatever downer freaking commercial they want to do this year? Yeah, it's like, ugh, that's not that's like anti marketing, <clears throat> right? But um, yeah, today is the last day. Everyone is uh, still on lockdown. Like I'm uh, doing the show. Um, as at, oh, you're talking about at your home, at your household. Yeah, at midnight tonight. We are all free. <laughs> I was telling uh, I was telling our mutual friend the other day, I sent him a text message and I said like, hey, not for nothing, but this is the second time I've been locked down, but this one seems like it's taking for freaking ever. I've hmm. been on a 10-day lockdown already before, but this one is driving me crazy. I just want to go do something, dude. Yeah. I just want to <clears throat> go do something. 
Didn't you? Well, you uh, can go so, like you can go outdoors and do something on your own, right? Like yes, yes, I can go. Right, right. I can go grab a walk or whatever and get the mail and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. I'm really not supposed to go to McDonald's or whatever. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Or, or or CVS even. I took, Any, anywhere exchanging yeah goods or fluids, fluids, <laughs> like medicines. Um. So that's that's been kind of that's been kind of lame because I miss having David on the show a lot. You know. Yeah. Norma's one thing, but without David, it's <laughs> it's a whole other. Um. But uh, it, yeah, for some reason, this this particular lockdown, even though it's the exact same length as last time, is right. it sucks so much more. I don't know. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. which is weird. Also, because when you go out and about, you need to wear a mask, which I hate doing. Mm-hmm. So I've actually had ten days of never having to put a mask on. But I'm I'm actually wor- I feel worse off for it. Does that make sense? Well, it's just psychological. Yeah, it's just right. I can't, I forgot to put my cat's food away, so she's over. She's over by the second mic eating uh, cat food. I have to hide. Oh, the, we have a guest on the show today. I have to hide the cat food because um, Brandy is a very territorial cat, and so well, cats in oh, general. Brandy, you came and you came without something. What is Taking. it? Taking. And they took you away, oh Brandy. <laughs> so um, they, she's a territorial cat. Yeah, I, I, all cats are by virtue of just being a cat, but she's exceptionally territorial. So what the the old arrangement was that um, in one of the rooms in the house, uh, Brandy and and little David's cat Misty had two separate cat bowls. But when you have an, uh, a, a a one cat that's much more aggressive than the other. It really just turns into Brandy's cat, Brandy's cat food bowls, right? So now Brandy yeah. has two cat food bowls, and Misty has to fight Brandy for her cat food. So you gotta fight <laughs> for your right <laughs> to chew food. Um, <laughs> so so what ended up, ended up happening is that these cats would get into a fight every day, and then Brandy would eat extra food because she would beat the crap out of the other cat. <laughs> so then little David in his room would give his cat food anyways. So so now the way I saw it, like this this the the less aggressive cat, Misty, is getting into these territorial battles over food that don't like she's not even getting the food anyways, and she's being fed. So I just I said, screw it. I and I took I took Brandy's bowl and I put it I put it down down in my room. Then I got, got rid of the second bowl for Misty because that really was actually two bowls for Brandy. So now, <clears throat> ideally, the cats are eating their own food. But sometimes over the course of the day, I might forget to put Brandy's food away. And so right. then the other cat will still try to sneak down here and eat Brandy's food. And then they, got, then they get into it. So Brandy's been fighting with Misty all day today. And now and she seems to have won the battle because I think Misty's hiding out. <laughs> and uh, Brandy's just eating her food uh What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, dude? Uh, no, it means like without restraint, but it's the, unbridled. Uh, unbridled. Uh, no, it's like impu- yeah, impunity. That's what she's eating her cat food with impunity. That's what she's doing. Okay. Impunity is a good word, except for like, when does anybody ever use the word impune? Like you can have impunity, which is a well, uh, impunity. A, I thought meant something else, but that's good. I th- does it? Maybe I'm thinking of a different word. Impunity. Hold on. This is actually why I got the other tablet. Plus, there's two kinds of impunity. 
Hold on. There is two kinds of impunity. Is it this really? Is great radio, by the way. No, no, it's good. No, no, no. I'm, I'm all right with it. But the impunity you're talking about is I-M-P-U-N-I-T-Y, which uh-huh. is exemption from punishment. Yes. And then the impunity I'm talking about is I-M-P-U-G-N. What is that? I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of that word. That's when you, um, it's when you, when you blame somebody. I've used it before. I can't remember now. It's like when you, uh, like I'm impugning your character. Hmm. Okay. So, so, so so impunity in this case, so like third person singular impugn is to enforce or impose. So when you're doing something with impunity, you're actually forcing on another third party. So that's right. That would be correct. It's like I'm forcing this and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, like you rape with impunity. I do (laughs) all the time. I just did it today. (laughs) Oh, I, I, it's funny because I, uh, I, I constantly try to find ways to work rape into a joke and like, Everyone's very you. uncomfortable with it. And I'm like, dude, how I remember is that? Norma mentioned that a couple weeks ago yeah, on the like, show. Yeah, how is that not funny? That? It's the most ridiculous act on the planet. Of course, you got to make a joke out of it. What if you're, you're, uh, what if that happened to your wife or your sister or something? Um, I may or may not know some people that have been raped. I don't make great jokes to them. <clears throat> right. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, does that mean that the entire subject of rape can never be funny? That seems odd to me. It seems like an odd thing to think it's funny. <laughs> I've heard that argument before, but it's like, <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, murder's hilarious. Well, come on, dude, murder is. Off. Dude, if you can't make a joke about killing someone, like, so for instance, like, hey, you know, when when you say colloquially, I cannot say whoa, that. Call clock. <laughs> the only way to say colloquially is if you, is is to sound like you're drunk. Ingest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you say something ingest, but don't ingest it. Um, if you say something <laughs> as a lark and you go, Jim, I'm going to freaking kill you. Okay. I just made technically a murder joke, right? It's not a joke though. It's, it's, it's different than a joke. Okay. But what if I say, you know what, Jim, if you don't shut up, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So the, the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, I don't understand why you can't do that because just this, I just, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think. It's just an odd thing. I mean, when you said that, it made me laugh. <laughs> but th- that's it, what I'm saying. It would be an odd with the right like um, crowd. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I know. Like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get like a battered wife meeting <laughs> up together and talk about how awesome rape is, especially marital rape, right? But you know when There's you no thing is that when you say <laughs> when you Come say some, when you see when you say something like completely out of the blue, you know what I mean? Or like that's what out I mean. Of the, out of the blue. I have always found it weird that making jokes about killing with somebody or saying things. I'm not saying that rape is less of a crime than murder, but what I'm saying is it's at least just as bad. Right. So why can I make a joke yeah. about killing someone or someone dying? But like rape is just completely. Well, when you say you're, you're making a joke, when you say I'm going to kill you, it's not a joke. It's just something that you say like to get it off your chest, but you don't mean it. <laughs> But well, like a joke is something you say to be funny. Right, it's but do I mean it when I say that if you don't shut up soon, I'm going to rape you? <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be weird if I meant that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just sort of like, it. when you're very clearly using rape out of context, it. I don't understand why it's not allowed to be funny. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. Like, the, the, the sheer absurdity of just saying that should be funny, I think, right. you know? 
and then some people just vehemently disagree. Yeah. Oh, that was so a good be one. It. Yeah, right. And I just feel like my audience for rape jokes is shrinking, you know, and then that, that's uh that's sad. Dis- <laughs> so uh, so we had a uh, killer snowstorm today, Brad. It was oh. like uh n- like the nothing we've ever seen before. Did you see I I've got a ban against talking about the weather, but I forgot to turn off the heater over here. Hold on a second. Right. Ban has been lifted. Did you <laughs> saw on the news? Speaking of making unfunny jokes, it snowed in Texas and ten people died. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on, I heard man! It like, got yeah. I heard Texas got slammed. Yeah, I was uh my uh, little David didn't doesn't quite understand the concept because I'm like, dude, it never snows, so you you can never justify putting together the billions of dollars for the infrastructure to take care of a snowstorm because it only happens once every ten years. You know, so it's like, uh, you know, what's, you know, then you can go like, what's the value of human life, Brad? And I go, I don't know, apparently less than a couple billion dollars because, you know, they just won't, it's, I can't imagine, you know, if we were in a similar situation, um, if, if, and it came up to vote, it's, and, and we were living in Texas and they were like, all right, we're going to commit X billion dollars to tax of taxpayers money to shoring up our snowstorm reaction and infrastructure we we would all vote no like dude it happens once every 10 years but every 10 years it snows in texas and then some and 10 people die it's crazy yeah so i was explaining i was explaining to david little david like yeah when it when just a little bit of ice shows up on the road in the southwest everyone loses their mind and it never gets salted i'm sorry i interrupted you though no it's fine it's kind of weird because our company had like this big shakedown today, <clears throat> like in the middle of this East Coast snowstorm. Uh, so like, my local branch closed for the day. Oh, nice. Which we really didn't have to. Well, I made it. I had to make the decision. So I've already been burned on this like a couple years ago. Have you made the vision decision? I, I made the vision decision. Make the where vision I closed it decision. like the night before and, and like, then it didn't, it didn't work. end up doing anything. Right. So it's like, oh, we shouldn't have closed. Blah, blah, blah. So I. Like last night at like eleven o'clock, I text everybody, "Screw, it, we're closing." Yeah. See you Wednesday, and then you know, we wake up and the roads are clear. So yeah, I I woke up uh, today and I checked out the road and I was like, "Oh, like everything looks great," you know? Yeah. I don't even know what it, what it ended up being like three to three to four inches, something like that. It depends where you are, but they do a great job with the, the plows here all the time. But so come to find out, one of the guys here got laid off. He ended up having like a Zoom call with um. <laughs> His boss, all of our bosses are like out of town. Right. Different branches. And they end up laying him off. They had to zoom him to to fire him? Yeah. Oh, man, dude. So, like, all our our, um, company just merged with another company last year. You're screwed, by the way. All right. Yeah. So, so (laughs) one of our salesmen got laid off. And then another one, I think, might have gotten laid off. And then I found out my boss, who works out of Binghamton, also got laid off. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> it was all like this day that nobody's in the office. Oh, man, that sucks, dude. That is, yeah. I feel bad for everyone. Right. Uh, that reminds me of something that I was going to talk about later in the show, so I'm not going to burn it here. Uh, we can start. Burn it. But uh, I, what I, what we need to do, and I, I just, I just want to make this very clear because this is going to be Brad Baker's motto from now on. This does not reflect the views of those expressed by anyone else on Brooklyn Radio. My mission for the year 2021, you know, like our friend said that this year is going to be the year of the gospel. Here's what I'm saying. 2021, we're going to make rape great again. That's what we're going to do. Ooh. We're going to, we're going to bring back rape. 
Are we going to make hats? <laughs> Dude. How do you... I think that those hats would sell to a certain <laughs> to a certain subset of human of human beings. But uh now I now I'm confused because my rape thing was gonna be my out, and then you got me thinking. <laughs> Previously on Broken Link Radio. They said some people never test See, look, 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 could have Jim, it. you notice how she answered the phone initially and now she's like she's got some steam, but she's not letting on. You're like you're playing are you playing? You're hooky? irritating me. <laughs> I get more and more steam as I get more and more irritated with my kid. Here's the thing, though. She's like a locomotive. <laughs> well, isn't it a more simple explanation that you just have a really bad ear infection? That's the thing I don't understand. You, what if you just have a really bad ear infection? I do have a really bad ear infection. Well, right. So then, so then, Gabe, what's your favorite aspect of Bob Matthews being back on the air on 1280? Is it spelled B-O-R-E-D? <laughs> Yeah, it is. So <laughs> he's got COVID on me. <laughs> no, they said, "Are you feeling this way?" No. Are you feeling that way? No. All right, we'll text you every day. I get a text every day from. Uh, Sounds like a song from the two thousands. From the New York. <laughs> the following program is intended for mature audiences. System produces garbage in, garbage out. We're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best, sir. Trailer trash, dark clothes wearing, too soon sex doing, four letter wording, hoodlum Oreo eater. And we've done deep research on this. They still have their butts wiped for them. I have taken drugs before and uh, I had a real good time. Don't talk to me, all right? Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. That broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> you fool. You must unlearn what you have learned. Do or do not. There is no try. Moderately moderate, decidedly stupid. This is Broken Link Radio. Jim Cayley, say hi. And I'm Bradley C. Baker. Against all the evil that hell can conjure, all the wickedness that mankind can produce, we will send unto them only Gabe. Except for Gabe's not here yet. Gabe, oh. Gabe is late. So I'll just what say... I'll say... <laughs> I'm a snack. That's all I can think of when you. 
I'm a snack. I'm a snack. <laughs> um, don't forget to check out the website, brooklinkradio1word.com, where you can hear the lovely and the, the voluminous, that's a good word, stream. You can also stream us on the SoundCloud app or on soundcloud.com. Just look up Broken Link Radio. Dude, there's a snowplow out my window right now. It sounds like it's doing the Doom Demon. It's doing the Doom what? Demon from far away. Uh, uh, yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, David last night was having me do the. Uh, he was having me do my impressions of Doom, Doom yeah. sound effects. There's a few of them I can do pretty well. Uh, I can. I think I got the imp down all right. And then. Uh, you know what? I always try to get the guy dying. The oh, that guy. That's the tough one. Yeah, I know. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with that one. Oh, I like that one too. The whoa. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I freaking, I freaking love that game. Did you get the thing? I sent that to you and your son. Uh, the guy who put together. Cardboard? Yeah, he made Doom out of like all yeah. cardboard and stuff. That was pretty That's cool. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It took him like four months, dude. People he, are crazy. I know, but did you did you did you watch the video all the way through? Uh no. He actually got, dude. I'm, we need to get John Romero on the show, dude. I think <laughs> I think we're John Romero's at the level where we can get John Romero to do the show. We just won't tell him that I'm that I want to make rape great again, or are we on the level that we we can get John oh, Romero? On uh, one or the other. Yes. Either way works with me. Remember the old <laughs> remember the old uh, the old adage like uh, the idea that there men men have a trajectory and women have a trajectory and you actually meet the person when your two trajectories meet like you you hook up with a person yeah. like either either I don't know if i buy that like where do the trajectories come from like well i'm you saying have a trajectory like, going towards anything well sure but like if i'm a three and just we're just using an abstract number if i'm a three right and and i'm and i'm attracted to this 10 chick maybe over the course of my life i can bump myself up to a five and i'll catch her when she's a five <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. On a downswing, on, uh, <laughs> right? Right. That's end. what I'm saying. So, like, I think I think that we're a, we're a three. And John Romero's down to our down to our level, or we've ascended to John John's level. One or the other. <laughs> we get. We definitely, dude. I think we get. He's done podcasts that have like no listeners before. That would be awesome, that would, dude. I know. How do we even try to do that? Uh, I got a few. Like, see, here, I do have an inroads because I bought. I actually was one of the suckers that bought the. Uh, the sigil add-on for Doom. You remember? Okay. Did you ever play those? No. John Romero made a whole new episode for Doom, like in 2019. Oh, yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, it was awesome. It's it's really good. Awesome. It, oh, dude, there's this one level that you would really, <laughs> really like because it's very non-linear and key hunty kind of stuff. Ooh. I love I love Doom. It's the best. I couldn't find it. I was looking for this. <laughs> there it is. That I love Doom and Doom guy. <laughs> That was the one little, little David saying that I could do this one really well, but <sighs> you've ever do you know the quake guy jump sound effect though? No. Oh man, I'll have to send that to you because I I was trying to mimic it last night and I I nailed it one time. It's like it's the jump sound effect in Quake when you when you well when you jump, but the 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 player guy goes like huh. no, not like that. <laughs> 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 Like kind of like that, but there's like a little bit of a yodel at the end of it, which is what makes it tricky to do. <laughs> like that kind of. 
but I swear I tried it a couple of times and I nailed it one time and I've been chasing the, I've been, I've been chasing that for the, for the, uh, the chasing rest that distant the, star chasing the well, past 48 hours. Start of the way. What's the sound effect you, we play in the intro of the, um, the Oreo cookie. That is from Roseanne. Is that is a <laughs> random, that is, that is just like a, an episode of Roseanne was on, uh, TV land one day. And she went on this rant about how her, how crappy Roseanne's kids are, and I was yeah. like, "Dude, that's such a funny rant. That should just be." Because when I was putting, when I was rebuilding the, um, when I was rebuilding the the open for the show, I was looking for sound effects that were sort of introductory. Because I remember we used to have a sound effect that was like, "And uh, we're going to present to you these two fine young gentlemen" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I I really like that one, but I couldn't find it, so I wanted something along those lines. And and so I found what I found, and then I was like, oh, well, you know, it'd be kind of funny if somebody just ranted about what scumbags we were, too. That'd be funny. Right. And just serendipitous, serendipit, how does it go? Serendipitously? Serendipitous. Oh, boy. That's almost as bad as collo- oh, collo- colloquial. Colloquial. Can you say colloquial without sounding like you're drunk? Because I can't. Not really. It's like... <laughs> it's like four wheel four wheel drive is hard for me too. It's like who or, came up with a word? Not not uh, not four wheel. Rear wheel drive is almost imp- It's like my lips don't even work that way. I can't do those R word like rarity rarity. <laughs> oh <laughs> rar- rarity? Rar- that one's rarity. Yeah, it's hard for me. Sort of turn like that second R into a D. Rarity? You know? Turn that frown upside rarity. down. Rarity. Or yeah, well, it's just- funny because that Roseanne clip, I I was eating Oreos during the intro. <laughs> I was like, I had to put it down. I'm like, oh, who them Oreo eaters? I know. And they were just Oreos, Brad. They were Java chip Oreos. Oh, those that amazing. sounds pretty good. They're so good. Um, oh, I forgot to mention because uh, a couple people, a couple people asked me because they're like, oh, you're gonna do the show, right? And I go, yeah. And they go, you gonna cover the 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 girl who, who gorilla glued her head together? And I was like, no. Uh, How? No. Like that's. Good. I'm glad you said that. It's not even a. Th- it's not even. It's not even that funny. Right? No, it's not funny. And now she has like some agent, and she's making money. Well, good for her. That because someone hired her, and so we're not going to cover her. No, no, but but it's also like it's not even like there's there's so little to that story. So like um when you when you when you are looking for something to talk about, it's like okay, Jim, there's this there's this dumb bitch, and she super glued her head. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. Now, what do we do for the next hour and thirty minutes? Right, you know what I mean? Like I just didn't, I didn't understand. I okay, didn't understand well, what well, people fair, expect from that. Things, you've taken things like that and just gone off on a rant. Where at the end of the rant, all the rest of us were just like ready to pour, like rip our eyeballs out. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you, you have the ability to take something and make a twenty-minute thing out of it. You I can't. I can. But do that's that. not something we want to. Right, right. I don't. I do that out of necessity. I'm not going to elect to take a two-line story and try to make 20 minutes out of it that's freaking dumb you know or take love out of, make love out of nothing at all is that a song i should know, you know yeah i was thinking about how you and jack have terrible music taste when it comes to like like the the the, the stuff you were into in the early 90s and the 80s like yeah. th- that music is so bad <laughs> like poison <laughs> is just brutal like that kind of stuff the other thing i was thinking about is um this is really dumb for somebody who's attempted to play guitar for 20 years. What is the Van Halen trick with your fingers where you like, you do the thing? You know what I'm talking uh, about? The hammer-ons? Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, so it's like, uh, I don't know what you mean. Like when you, when you, 
All right, so you're really high on the i on the on the i on the e string, right? And the and the b string, and you're just kind of like using two hands and sort of fidgeting. Oh, 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 and your finger hitting the with your right hand. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? How does I don't even know yeah, how yeah. to do that, dude. Do you he, know? I don't know if he made that up. He might have made that up, but a lot of guys used to do that. Yeah, I was watching. Um, I was watching somebody play. I've got a couple uh, YouTube channels where I like I like these guys that do metal versions of whatever you know like metal versions of game of thrones or metal yeah yeah like uh what's that one um like mozart meets metal or something like that and yep. he'll do that thing and i'm like what is that and why didn't anybody ever tell me how to do like if i look that up i still don't know what to even call it i used to know what the i think there was a phrase for it yeah, for other than like the to... van halen thing because I, the only where the only place i even know that from is in the van halen video yeah, you got to have just the right output of like um, effects for oh, it to really? sound really good. I think. Oh, okay. Think, yeah. So I can't just like get my guitar and do it. No, I think you just call it tapping. Mm. I don't think Van Halen um, invented it, but mm. the other the other thing um, that I've been obsessed with, I got to get this for you. I got to go obsessed. I've got to go grab a prop. A prop. A prop. Prop. <laughs> Nothing like adding letters with a blong. See. All right. So, Gabe's Gabe's here on the show. About how Gabe is here? Gabe is twelve minutes late to the show today. Gabe has arrived. Howdy! Entourage. <laughs> and where's your entourage? Only to Sani Water, please. Only That's to a French word. Water. Jim, who is responsible for the purchase of toilet paper in your household? My lovely wife. Okay, now do you have input on said toilet paper? So, for instance, I can, but I don't. Right. Right. I'm assuming she generally buys toilet paper that is both cost effective and useful to your butthole, correct? And e yes, easy on the buttocks. All right. Listen to this, dude. That is Sounds like static. Dude, that is the toilet paper uh of the new century. This is single ply just the bottom of the barrel Amazon toilet paper you can possibly buy. And there are there there are cases of it around here, dude. Okay, is it the question? Is it leftover from last March? No, no, no. When nope. you this is the only get this is the okay. fresh supply, dude. This Yikes. is this is we elected to have. We were not forced to have this. Someone, <laughs> I will take that, sir. Who? Someone elected to apply this to my asshole. Now, here's what I'm saying. Okay, because so again, I am not in charge of purchasing the toilet paper around here. But I, like any human being, feel like I have some. Sh I should have some sort of input onto what makes contact with my butthole, right? Sure. So I go, hey, you know, what is this nonsense? Like this is not doable, right? And so yeah. the person who's responsible for the purchasing of the toilet paper said, "Well, Brad, you're the only person who has a problem with it." I said, "Well, I'm the only that one." That shouldn't be. Yeah. First of all, okay. I'll give you that. But also, even if I am the only person who has a problem with it, I'm telling you that there's a problem with it. Because I'm also the only person who takes four dumps a day around here. So it would be easy for you to say, hey, you know, I can, I can manage to take one dump a day and get through a single session of wiping with this sandpaper. But when I'm abusing my asshole four times a day with this stuff, right? No big deal. I mean, I mean, now it's a big deal. So the argument was that, Brad, you're the only person who's bothered by this. And I said, you know what? Fair enough. So the last time I was allowed out of the house, 
I went out and I grabbed a nice big case of Cottonelle toilet paper. Like the, <clears throat> the good stuff, man. It's actually fancy. It's not I don't even know if it's really the good stuff, but I prefer cotton. I like the I like the ridges, you know? The ridges are satisfying. Um Ruffles have ridges. And I also got a big I also Duke got a scraper. <laughs> I also got a big thing of um flushable toilet wipes from Cottonelle. Okay. Those got to be expensive. So, I don't remember. I, I they might have been 7 bucks or something. Uh, for but it was like for 100 of them or something. It was like a crate. It's a big it's a big thing of wipes. Anyways, so I'm like, okay, I've got my preferred wipes. I've got my preferred toilet paper. I go up, I go up to use the restroom the other day. Guess what's gone? Your flushable wipes. No, my flushable wipes Your are cottonelle. Yeah, my cottonelle is all gone. The Duke scrapers. So even though I'm the only one who has a problem with the sandpaper torture device toilet paper, everyone has elected to take mine anyways. Sure. So. If it's there, it's there. It's going to get used. It's not something that they were willing to go out and, you know, buy on their own. But since it's there, sure, it's going to get used. But it, uh, okay. But if it isn't a problem, it wasn't. It wasn't used indiscriminately. It was used in instead of the stuff we were that we were already being forced to use. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I've got this. I've got this rat ass toilet paper here. But I don't, it doesn't bother me one bit. I don't care, Brad. You're crazy. But if you bring in toilet paper for your own butthole, I will also use that instead of the toilet paper that I claimed I didn't have a problem with in the first place. I was pissed, dude. Now, like, and now. So that's a lot. There's a whole case that's gone. It was like one of those 12 packs. Okay. Like, do you think maybe like they were sitting around making fun of you, like, "Ooh, Brad thinks he's so (laughs) fancy with his toilet paper," and then all of a sudden they had like a, "Oh wow, he's pretty right" moment, and then they took like half your case. Gabe, this is the single ply stuff that you can actually see through. Like, I'm looking, I'm looking at the the monitor for the show right now. Through the toilet paper. What are you doing? You can't through the crummy. Hold on, hold on a second. What are you doing? Norma's trying to be on the show. Aren't we all? We're all locked down until tomorrow. Can she listen live? Norma, you have you have COVID, Norma. Hold, hold, no, get off the show. Norma, You're going to give the scumbag. Norma's COVID. decided that she doesn't want COVID. I thought she didn't have COVID. I already gave Gabe the. I already gave Gabe the news. You've got, mom. You, you've got shit all over your face. I'm swearing now. She's got food and crap hanging off of her face. What are Why? you doing here? Hold on. This show's being taken over. I'm done. We thought, just left the rail. No, the COVID, the COVID thing was until midnight tonight. No, I feel under threat. I have my release. Somebody who had your release? I, Actually, don't oh. tell me that. Don't tell me that. I don't ever. Now your micro, your microphone isn't balanced or on. Oh, She's just throwing crap around now. Oh, I gave Gabe the news. I don't care. I'll make fun of him while he's doing it. Oh boy. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Well, so confused. I'm very confused. Anyways, so, so many questions. So what I was explaining to you, I'm Gabe, afraid for Brad's safety. Gabe, you can actually see through this toilet paper and look at the monitor. Oh, okay. That's that's how cheap this toilet paper is. How cheap so, is it? So <laughs> even how though nobody had a problem with it, they also didn't have a problem using all of my toilet paper. Uh, did she? Ooh, the fingers are pointed. Well, looking at you, Jim. 
Well, but but if 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 Grandma used all the toilet paper, right? Why didn't anybody stop her? We've got Charmin coming tomorrow. Oh, Charmin! It's not quite cotton now. <laughs> no, it's not. actually, it's not Charmin. It's uh, Northern. We got Northern. Northern, Northern your snacks, Jim, are resting on Brad's toilet paper right now. Yeah, why do you sound like crap today? Jim sounds amazing. I don't know. Well, but your connection's better, but your your microphone is like... You sound like you have your microphone stuck up your nose. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I'm very I'm very close to it. Is this, is mm. this better? No. Oh, you might... Sat butter. You might just... <laughs> sat butter. <laughs> hey, Jim, I've been released by oh the government God. conspiracy. No, you haven't. You still have five and a half hours. No, that's my son. My release date says February 14th. <laughs> I thought you didn't have COVID. I don't know. Wait, they, you're, did they, it, we got a text message saying... I'm sorry. No, oh, I'm sorry, Gabe. I'm interrupting. Did it, did it really say you were good on the 14th? It said I was good on oh, the 14th. See, I, was really, I was really just under the impression we were all locked down until... Well, the funny thing is they didn't release me. They didn't send me my release letter until today. <laughs> <laughs> that funny says, thing about the, as I was released as of the 14th. Oh, okay. All right. So what was all over her face when you came down? Were oh, you my just, God. Like, that is... Into a honey pot? She... <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Like, no, I kept sending Brad messages saying, are we going to eat dinner before the show? Because apparently he decided not to have me and never told me. So why would I decide to have you when I'm under the impression you are, you're in a lockdown? Well, you were under the wrong impression. Well, now we've got a whole monkey wrench in the works. Yeah, I've it's been all, called worse. It's all been it's all been monked up, monked up, gunked up. Can you say the word colloquially? Colloquially. See, Norma can do it. What about rear wheel drive? Rear wheel drive. No, that's, you just said real. Rear wheel drive. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, try, try, try to pronounce colloquially without sounding drunk and try to pronounce rear wheel drive without sounding drunk. Okay. First, I'm going to preface this. When do I not sound drunk? Okay. I'm going to throw that out there. And he said colloquially. Yeah. Colloquially. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, colloquially. Colloquially and rear wheel drive. I actually what, what play, was wrong with my I, rear wheel drive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, rear rear wheel drive is a tough one for me. But I also, the other thing that's funny about rear wheel drive is I don't know of another word or phrase that has the same meaning so that I don't have to use that phrase. Boy, he can turn a phrase. All wheel drive. <laughs> But all-wheel drive is different than rear-wheel drive. Race cars have rear-wheel rear drive. Not all-wheel. How all often wheel. do you use the phrase rear-wheel drive? I know. I don't think I ever have. Well, I was a service manager and an office manager for a shop, so I used it every day. Yeah. But well, Lottie freaking up. My my brother in law's <laughs> big my brother in law's big into cars, so he would use Car. it a lot. Cars. Okay. Rear wheel drive. Oh. What is a rear I didn't know there was such a so like thing. if what I is- like if you if you have a, a race car, right, it's it's easier to push something than it is to pull something. So in order to maximize your speed and um in the car, the it's easier it's best to put the um torque on the back of the car than on the front. Because you're no longer you're no longer pulling the car's weight, you're pushing the car's weight. Ah, push it, push it. Ah. So push it real good. Push it real good. 
Then I also changed the soundboard. I don't even know where everything is now. <laughs> so was Norma listening to the show prior to coming down? No, she like, her, like this was like a, a, a an invasion angle. No, I didn't realize he started. Oh. I was waiting for him to say, okay, we're going to start now, and he never did. Why would I tell That's you? That's why you want to start. That's why Brad wanted to start a five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> What you're about to hear began as a publicity gimmick sponsored by a leading department store in Melbourne, Australia. The store owner had a large stock of electronic pocket calculators. This was back in 1976, so the pocket calculator was hot technology, a big seller. Anyway, the store owner wanted to demonstrate the efficiency of the device, so he decided to stage a public competition between one of his calculators and an outdated adding machine. Now, don't race on ahead of me. The store owner contacted a fellow named Donald Presser. Don was a transplanted American, head of the Australian subsidiary of a New York-based calculator firm. And the store owner confided his plans and asked Don if he would compete using the calculator. After all, who in Australia could be more qualified than the head of a calculator company? And Don agreed. Now all that was left was to find an adding machine operator, and one was found. His name was Johnson Lowe, and he was operations manager for a Melbourne Air Dispatch Company. On the appointed day, Presser and Lowe arrived at the department store to greet a crowd of curious onlookers. So, so far, the publicity gimmick was working. The competitors checked out their equipment and sat poised to receive the first mathematical problem. On your mark, get set, go! With facile fingers, the two men keyed in and computed the data on their separate instruments. Presser on his pocket calculator and Lowe on his old adding machine. In seconds, it was over. And, rather predictably, the pocket calculator had won. Lowe patted the perspiration from his brow as the spectators applauded his opponent. There were nine problems to go, so the moderator revealed the second problem. And again, the two competitors were off in a flurry of flying fingers. But this time, when Presser looked up from his calculator, it was to see Lowe with his answer already submitted. And the answer was correct. The adding machine had won. And you know something? That old adding machine of Johnson Lowe's took the next eight answers over Don Presser's ultra-modern electronic calculator, and the crowd was stunned. A few years back, you couldn't touch a battery-operated pocket calculator for under $100. Remember that? Of course, that's all changed. Today, comparable equipment is sometimes given away. And even as manufacturers continue slimming and trimming and miniaturizing and augmenting the functions of those devices, a legion of other devices infinitely more complex has joined the conspiracy of technology. And still, reactionaries fondly recall the calculator competition of 1976 held in Melbourne, Australia, a contest in which the electronic calculator lost nine out of ten times to an outdated adding machine. But would you ever guess just how outdated that adding machine was? You see, the math match originally intended to boost pocket calculator sales wound up endorsing instead 
a gizmo made of water buffalo horn and wooden beads, a 12th century Chinese abacus, a pocket calculator 800 years old. Now, you know the rest of the story. Joe Biden. Nuff said. You're listening to Broken Link Radio. Second segment on Broken Link Radio. Norma has invaded the show despite not being invited or expected to be here. Uh, we're all confused. I'm spreading the germs. I'm still turned down. No, you're not turned down. You have to talk directly in the microphone, the same way it's been for months. Well, my my voice is weak. I've been all right, ill. Well, here, how I've about been that? very very ill. How about that? That's better. Oh yeah. Can you? <laughs> How does that sound? I've got Norma's uh, headphone monitor turned up to like infinity right now. That's a little better. Infinity is impossible. Inf- Do you ever see the Vsauce video about how like there's infinite infinities? No. Oh, it's a dude. I can't watch stuff like that. Dude, it'll freaking freak you out, man. Right. Freak you out. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm hearing an echo, my friend. Whoa, an echo. That's got to be on your end. I do not have a single echo. See here. It's got seven oh, down. I got possible. What you're saying is impossible. (laughs) I count myself one echo. However, Hmm. it is deactivated. You, you had your, you were the echo game. You said you have zero echoes. So I countered with that one echo. However, it's Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Moving Um, on. Is it crank? uh, The car crash. That was an uh, amazing joke. That was an amazing joke. You guys are, you guys are, uh, throwing them out so quickly i can't even get the sound effects out so i was talking to my therapist yesterday jim and uh she she wanted me to write down a list of uh what she calls what she calls stuck points um or like things that i get stuck on right sticking points right well i don't know she kept saying stuck points and that i didn't correct her but i wasn't sure if (laughs) it was a test (laughs) like i don't know but but i don't know maybe there's a technical thing called stuck points that i don't know about i don't know anyways so she wanted me to write a list of things that i get stuck on and i I was writing it down and i was like this is making pretty good prep for the show stuck on like as far as you can't get it Things like that bother you? Things that bother me or I can't reconcile. Oh, jeez. Did you ask her if she, how much time she has? <laughs> well, apparently I only get 45 minutes. We're going uh, to write these of, down. <laughs> right? She, she only sets me up for once every two weeks. I'm like, I'm like, lady, you don't know what you're in she's, for. Right? She's got a, it takes her that long in between sessions. To just, like, <laughs> she, she needs a reprieve. And de- decompress. So I, Thank well, you. One of, the, one of the things that I was obsessing over, like I, I get stuck on Billie Eilish. The other thing I obsess over is like I don't remember if I was talking to you about this or, but uh, uh, he, he, stinky human beings in the past, like ancient human stank, is something that I just can't wrap my head around. You know, like no. like the the invention of the corsage was so that you could sniff something other than everyone else's body odor when you were at a party. It's like uh, what our mutual friend is saying the other day about um, Vicks Vapor Up. Yes, yes. Oh, that stuff's awesome. As a matter of fact, Jim, thank you for saying that because I totally, <laughs> I totally, yeah. So I guess, I guess um, what uh, 
morticians do is like when they're handling dead bodies, yeah, they throw Vicks Vaporub underneath their their uh, nose or something. Because yeah. I so, thought it was from not from Elderheight. Is it, is it Vicks that they use? They use Vicks to cover up the smell of death. Yes. So, so, what? Like in a romantic sense, I can never wrap my head around. Like, so you you get with a chick, right? Back in the days before toilet paper was invented, Ugh. right? Back before we knew what bacteria even was. Like, how did anybody ever have sex? That's why God did, had to command them to do it. How that ever? <laughs> how did that ever happen, dude? Like I've absolutely put the brakes on when something wasn't sm- when when things weren't smelling. I think right. when it's both of you smelling that way, <laughs> oh, it's not as big of a deal. Gosh. And I think it was such a commonplace thing yeah. from birth to death. Sure, nobody even gave it us maybe a little bit of a second thought, but <clears throat> it was all around you with the animals that you're living with. Sure. And yeah. You're like, well, at least it doesn't smell like the, the haystack. Yeah, 24-7. So, correct. But also, um, it, when I've come across, you know, I read, I read, things, um, <clears throat> I read things that mention the, the character of, of people back in the day. And every once in a while, it would be a, an insult to say, like, oh, you know, Jim Cayley is a stinking beast. But they meant that literally, that he stunk really bad. Which uh, is to say that, like, people did know when people stunk bad. And again, like, uh, they invented the, the you know, the, the flower corsage and things so you could smell things other. So, like, people did stink bad. Did they just, like, like, I don't get it. Well, I'm sure they <clears throat> bathed. No, but uh, twice a week would be, would be a luxurious lifestyle. Even as late as, like, 1850. Like, if you took a bath twice a week, you were, you had money to do that. Yeah, and you have to think. Yeah, too, and was they, it you, Brad, who were, they worked so was much? Was it you, harder. Brad, who were telling me that there is a? Oh, sorry, Norma. There's like a group of people who only bathed like in dirt or something, or is that something that I just happened to coincidentally hear? That's something you heard on your own. I don't remember. They didn't. They didn't. Well, that's okay, the other thing is I'll, like they would bathe. So, like, let's say that I bathed twice a week. I didn't actually. I didn't necessarily use soap. I would bathe twice a week and then perfume myself. Because I had pretty much only bathed with water. You know? It's like, how did mankind get this far having sex like that? That's insane. Well, you know, that went on until <clears throat> not too long ago because my grandparents, only they only bathed once a, once a week. Yeah, yeah. And then my grandmother would powder herself to oh, death. Oh, like, my God. <clears throat> but they, it was a lot, they had a lot to do with the well water. And when the well went dry, uh-huh. they didn't have any water. To bathe with. The well went, when the well went dry, the well went dry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Wait, are you guys saying that this is not the way to be, like, this is not the proper hygiene? No, no, you should definitely right bathe. You should, the other thing oh, is, no. the other thing is, like, uh, so doctors will tell you you should bathe once a day. Um, so what, so what has been going on for the last few millennia of humankind development where we weren't doing that up until the last 150 years? So. See the problem with that, and and maybe since the turn of the century, when we're talking about where the smell has gone away and we're getting more clean, the problem, the flip side of that is our immunity and stuff. So the bacterial s- side of it, right? Like we're more susceptible now to all these other things. 
Right. There's like you're uh, talking about food allergies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably where all this is coming from. That or like uh, yeah, there's no there's no sense of inoculation. Like like if you just bathe twice a week your entire life, you've been inoculated to so many bacteria and, and viruses by the time you're 14. Th- that being said, <laughs> though, on, that being said, the life expectancy back then wasn't much longer than 40. You know? Yeah. So it's like it, there's a lot of weird things interplaying. But I just I'm just saying in my own personal experience, I don't know about you, Gabe. But I, there have been times where I'm like, all right, lady, hold on a second here. <laughs> this isn't going to happen because things just, there's something fishy in the water here. And I'm, we're not going, we're not going swimming is what's happening. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever, have you ever been in that position, Gabe? Uh, like at the aquarium. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Gentlemen, no kiss. Looking at the flounder. Actually, I'm looking it up. Yeah, the starfish are the worst. The mm-hmm. doctors do not recommend that you bathe daily. I heard it was once a day. No. What do they say? Two to three this, times a and, week. And is this from Newsmax? <clears throat> this, this is, is from, this is from Healthline. <clears throat> it's from Healthline. And what it says is if you're grimy, unless you're grimy, you should not bathe more than Who two. Who is not grimy? You should not bathe more than two to three times the health, a week because okay. it's actually unhealthy for your skin. But the, the health department requires you to take a shower every day. <laughs> so what? Yeah, the health department. So like if I want to work with food, I'm supposed to. Not everyone does this. Oh, and yeah. it's, not, it's not enforceable, but the guidelines are that if I am a manager at a Wendy's, I need to take a shower every single morning. Well, what it does say is that you're not to bathe your whole body more than two to three times mm-hmm. a week, but every day you should take a two to three. <laughs> Monday is light day. <laughs> two to three minute, um, two to three minute bath session is what it's called. Well, that's stupid. Session. Concentrating on your groin and your armpits. <laughs> I, constant, I constantly am con- concentrating on my groin. <laughs> um, so, Gabe, we're a uh, groin. Jim, Jim do you it's have such like a savage sounding word? Groin. Yeah, you're right. I was watching a documentary the other day. Um, oh no! And this this guy's name is uh, Alistair Begg, and I was like, I go, I go, dude, this guy is. I look, I pointed to the screen. I said to Norma, "This guy's a Presbyterian. Just look at his name, right? Because he's got the Scottish accent, and he's uh, his name is Alistair freaking Begg." And like, long story short, ten minutes later in the ten minutes later in the documentary, it's like you know Alistair Begg, uh, senior senior pastor at such and such Presbyterian whatever, and I was like, that nailed it! Alistair Begg! Pay special attention to your groin! And your armpits. Well, sure. And the armpits lot. And the armpits lot. Jim, do you have your uh, script? <laughs> We're gonna have to get the script My out. scripts? Yes, I do. Right. Wait, this show is scripted? No. Script time. Uh, we're gonna have fourth turn, wall. Fourth wall. We're gonna take. We're gonna turn Norma's um, microphone off again. Why? Because we're gonna be doing a commercial <laughs> for Gabe. Uh, oh, it's a baby too. Here comes Lucy. I did. Now, now Norma's dog. Now Norma's dog has come down here, Hi, Lucy. and she she's going to get into a spat with a cat. A cat spat, if you will. Spat. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's lost all control. This yeah. show is broken down. It's a broken link radio. Broken link radio. What a beautiful dog. This this dog is awesome. Oh, um, when we were at when we were at your friend Jack's house a couple weeks ago, that was Jack's dog, right? That wasn't that wasn't your right. dog. That's a no, cool dog, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his poodle's Jack's were, not my friend. He's his uh, Jack <laughs> would not be your friend. How about that? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> 
Well, I don't much care for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, his poodles were cute and everything. They reminded me of that poodle um, peanut, Jim. Yeah, but I'm not uh, into those dogs. Uh, they were cute and pretty well behaved. <laughs> but that other dog, what, what was that dog's name? Do you remember? Greta. Dude, it was a German Shepherd. Terrible name for a dog, but that dog ruled. Ruled. Uh, all right. With an iron fist. All right. So <laughs> this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough because it's so hard to read. Let me. Uh, let me see if I can read. This. You can tell I wrote it because Brad's having trouble making out the symbols and. No, no, it's not that. chalk drawings. No, I already I fixed the formatting that I didn't like. But all right, so Jim, do you have your uh, script ready? Are you able to do this? Um, I have my script ready. I don't know if I'm able to do this. <laughs> all right, we'll yeah. give it. We'll give it a shot here. Do I need to mute myself, or are you able to control me on that end? Uh, on that no, end? you you you're gonna have to mute yourself. Aye, aye, Captain. All right, hold on. I got a technical. You got technical right. difficulties here, bro. Pay special special attention to the groin. Okay, I am uh, ready to go. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, folks. I'm Bradley C. Baker. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jim. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what I'm supposed to say. Wait, no. You said you were right. Reading, reading the wrong script. Uh, you've got to be reading the wrong script. <laughs> <Sorry about that. laughs> I'm like, I don't recall such a pause there. <laughs> it's, it's it's a called, dramatic pause. It says Patreon spot txt. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the wrong script. I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at the first one because I'm retarded. All right. Let's uh, do this again in three, two, one, go. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, folks, I'm Bradley C. Baker. And I'm Jim Caterley. And we're from Broken Link Radio. We'd like to ask you to take a second to join our Patreon at BrokenLinkRadioOneWord.com. You see, due to Jim's excessive shoe habit, we're having difficulty and, paying the bills. And Brad's compulsive habit of buying used books. All right. Three, two, one. You... you Oh, <laughs> you skipped something, dude. No, you no. threw in some extra words. That's what threw me off. Okay, all right, hold on. Yes, I did throw in extra words. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, hold on. I know why that. Come happened. on, man. Yo, man. Come on, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. All right. So if 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 I know what I can fix this. Hold on. I like how I I'm reading. <laughs> I like how I'm reading what I believe to be the same thing you guys are seeing and you just completely rolled Jim on that one, Brad. Well, okay, it's but here's like, what... Here's yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want me to go for, like, Goofy? Yeah. Yes, we're going for... It. Okay. Yes, there's a punchline to this. Anyways, um... Gabe wrote this... Gabe wrote... I, the problem that I'm having, actually, is that Gabe wrote this text file in a different resolution than I did. So his... What an idiot. No, no, no. That's not his fault at all, but... <laughs> but the lines... <laughs> the lines uh, are not contiguous for me. Okay. I've got it now. I apologize. Right. I'm so ashamed. All right. You ready to mute yourself, game? <laughs> Jeez. Shamed. <laughs> Already All right. there. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, folks. I'm Bradley C. Baker. And I'm Jim Caterley. And we're from Broken Link Radio. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I like how you're. <laughs> I like how you're rushing in, Jim, to to make sure you get your lines in. <laughs> all right, all right. This is the good one. All right, three, two, one. Hey, folks, I'm Bradley C. Baker, and I'm Jim Caterley, and we're from Broken Link Radio. 
We'd like to ask you to take a second of your day to join our Patreon at BrokenLinkRadioOneWord.com. You see, due to Jim's excessive shoe habit and Burhead's compulsive habit of buying used books, we need a little help keeping up with our operational fees. With packages starting as low as $3.99 a month, you can become the ultimate scumbag and help keep food on our tables during these trying times. Dude, what what's this? We're not starving. I know, Jim, but listen, we're all in this together. Oh, it's it's like you're making us into a Sarah McLaughlin commercial or something. I know, I know. I'm just reading what was written, Jim. Why don't we just tell them if they like what they hear to support the show? Yeah, well, I think we're out of time now, and the studio only paid for one take, so whatever. Catch new episodes every Monday and help support the show on our Patreon at BrokenLinkRadioOneWord.com, Patreon.com backslash BrokenLinkRadio. Do it! I still hate that URL. That'll work. <clears throat> there we go. There's your commercial, Gabe. I'll that'll send do, pig. Yeah. That'll, that'll do, pigs. <laughs> that'll do. Where did that voice crack come from? Gabe, Gabe, are you uh, are you mentally okay after learning Vincent Jackson just dropped dead? I am not okay. Yeah, that 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 was a shocker. It's funny because uh, little David's still at the age where uh, people dying young is very like uh, not I won't say traumatic, but very startling. You know, so he's he's very dramatic when it happens. So I'm down. I'm I'm uh, working on some things, and uh, he opens up he opens up my door. And he's like, hey. I go, yeah. He's like, have you have you checked online? I go, no. He's like, well, are you busy? I'm like, geez, no, man. What's going on? He's like, Vincent Jackson died, and I was like, oh, wow. are you busy? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> now the he was he was pretty upset when Brody Lee died because you know I actually knew that guy and stuff, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, I mean, yeah, Vincent Jackson died. That's weird, but it's not really gonna. The, the thing that I was pissed about is that I bought my friend Rachel a Vincent Jackson jersey way back in like 05, 06 for 90 bucks. It was Yeet. the uh, powder blue jersey. Ooh. Ooh, good one. So what is uh, what is your favorite uh, Vincent Jackson memory, Gabe? Oh, back when the Chargers used to be good uh, <laughs> with him and Phillip Rivers and in San Diego. Uh, yeah. Jim... Uh, he was on the Buccaneers as late as 2016, so I think I think the last quarterback he played was played with was uh, James Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that makes so, sense. It's what a way to go out, huh? <laughs> he was actually done by 32, which so is so. My, my my first thought when you uh, sorry to interrupt you when you told me about the news was it must have been Super Bowl blues. Like, oh, really? Okay. You're on the team for this long of amount of time, and you never go anywhere. You never do anything like championship worthy, and then your team finally like wins the Super Bowl, and you're like, "I wasn't a part of that." Oh, these guys okay, must yeah, be great, you yeah, know, maybe. It's a little weird. This dog is freaking <laughs> out, man. You know, I Shut bet up. if you put up a picture of her on web on uh, Gabe's website that you'd pro- or on Patreon, they would probably pay more because she's cute. She just doesn't like the door being shut. She doesn't like when we close her in down here. You can see pictures now of Norma's dog at <laughs> redbull.net. There we go. Just keep refreshing and subscribe to the YouTube. Jim, did I send you this did I send you the screenshot of my package tracking? 
of his package? No. <laughs> Did you send him the screenshot? Wow. He's going to do a screenshot of your pa- his package, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want me to? The question is, how no, Brad, often? How often does he send you a picture of his package? Oh, hold on a second. I just got a text message. I'm going to read this text message um, as it is written. As it is written. Okay. Expand a gigantic Ooh. penis hard on in 95 seconds! Exclamation point. Boost your sexual life for zero payments with our top ME dose. What the hell is it? <laughs> Go to mailbig.com. What the hell? <laughs> Random <laughs> spam. <laughs> Hold on. Do you uh, have a girlfriend who's trying to give you a hint that uh, you haven't? I, about no or? idea. That's from an 844 number. Is that a, is that a toll-free number? Yeah. Call I believe it so, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'd like to speak whoever's in charge of Mailbig. Can I please, can I please speak it? to... I want to talk to whoever is mailbig. in charge of expanding my penis. Yeah. Here we go. I'm sending I'm sending you pictures of of this <clears throat> right now, Jim. Okay. Um, Gabe, I ordered something on eBay on February 4th. As we're recording this, it's February 16th. And if, uh, as Jim can see, <clears throat> if you look at it, if you look at the tracking history, um, you'll see that on February 3rd, uh, my package was processed in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then it arrived in Rochester, New York on February 4th, and it is currently in Guam as of February Guam. 16th. <laughs> A kid, what? What the hell is going on with the post office? What is the package? It's just a book. Wow. It's a book that I ordered on February 3rd. It's in Guam. It was in Rochester a week and a half ago. Wow. Oh, guys, I just got a fantastic idea for a game we can put on the website. What's that? Track Brad's package <laughs> at brokenlinkradio1.com. <laughs> okay, yeah, here you go. Here we go. Right. Like, like, uh, like, uh, what's the Carmen San Diego? Yeah, where in but the world? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? All right, yeah, I'm going to give out the, the tracking number right now. You can track Brad's package. It's 940-550-820-5496-2587-00140. Track it now. Tr- track it right now. Track Brad's package. The, uh, the other, but if you, this is Can't what they like see your address. If you give them that, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should cut that out. Maybe right? I, maybe I want friends. Maybe I want, maybe I want to meet some people. I don't know. Maybe he wants people uh, looking at his package. Yeah, there you go. Um, does it, does it, get, I don't think it gives away your address. If you put that in, I don't know, but we, it we probably can check does. It, Why wouldn't it? No, it'll just say, well, it'll say once it's delivered, it will say what my address is. That's, that's true. So I probably just uh, made it onto a truck or something or a plane that I'll just, have. yeah, but it's in freaking, it was in Rochester though. Right. Where else is it supposed to go? It sucks. Like it's supposed to go the, from Rochester to Ontario and then from Ontario to my later. Dude, it's in Guam. <laughs> But here's what here's what pisses me off, dude. Because I'm gonna click right now on the on USPS.com. Um, and right at the very top of the page, there's a big red warning. Um, alert. Um, and then it'll say COVID stuff. Yeah, say due to COVID nineteen. Yeah, there for a while. Yeah, due to COVID nineteen. Basically, we've got sick people and not enough people working. So, what 
this is another one of those things that I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on, according to my therapist. If you don't have enough people working because there's too many people sick, don't you think you should hire some people? It's not that there's too many people sick. Well, that's what the thing says. It says people that, are being moved around and working from home and getting paid to do nothing. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, where if there was only like a pool of thirty million people that needed a living wage right now, if if it just like if it existed, maybe they could dip into that pool and grab a few people to carry the damn deliver the deliveries out. Well, now that minimum wage has gone up, they can work for more more money at McDonald's. No, they don't get paid more money at McDonald's than the post office. Oh, Spicy yes. nuggets. <laughs> yeah, and that one lady lied to us because she said the sauce wasn't coming back. Is the sauce back? The sauce is back. What? Yeah. Sauce is How back you know out this? here, too. I can yep. confirm. Oh, man. How do you know this, Norma? This is a development. Because I, my youngest son bought it. He bought <sighs> the spicing of nuggets with the sauce. <clears throat> man, I'm, always, I'm always behind the curve on, the curve on this. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. I got my lunch planned for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Jim, I wish that I wish that if you want to call lunch. Yeah. 20 nuggets? Is that where you stop? I'm so I'm saying McDonald's. Oh saying yeah. Is lunch is if if we can if we can accept that it's actual food. Right. I'm the, staring at the website right now, staring at the picture. Just staring at it. <laughs> Longingly. The uh but those are the types of things that I get stuck on, right? Like as my therapist was saying, is like how can you possibly have a staffing crisis when there's 30 million people who are freshly available to hire? Remember that thing I said a little while ago about how you can take a subject? And just- Do yourself a favor. Take both hands off the wheel and touch the stereo. Do you feel the power? Ah, yes, friend. There's a lot of evil in the world, but there is also light. And I have been sent to shine a light on all degenerates, philanderers, liberals, and other evildoers and expose them for what they really are. Don't waste your money on unnecessary and corrupting material possessions. Give it to me. There's only one thing that will save you. A highly fortified structure in the shape of the most powerful thing on the planet. Me. Degenerates will ruin this great city. In my wonderful book, I tell of the impending disaster about to befall this planet. Nuclear holocaust. Plagues of flying rodents. The seas rising up and turning yellow. It is coming. It is written by me. But you can save yourself. Contribute to the Pastor Richard Salvation Statue Fund. Pick up your telephone. Call now. 1-866-9-SAVE-ME. Hello, I am Fernando Martinez. I think by now you know I am an emotional kind of guy. People stop me in the street and say, Fernando, what the hell is wrong with me? Silk shirt, hairy chest, enough aftershave to drown a household pet. But I still cannot get a woman. I tell them you are an ignorant fool. Without a symbol of power and fertility around your neck, what kind of woman is going to respect you? 
That is why I have teamed up with Medallion Man, the shop for medallion needs. Medallion Man caters to all levels of masculinity. For the strong, silent type, a medallion the size of a hubcap will say everything that needs to be said. Even singing medallions for the Casanova, who knows music is the food of love. Model trains, dollhouses, diapers, whatever your interest, we've got the medallion for you. Don't forget, every woman knows if you can't support a medallion, you can't support a family. What's in the box? You're listening to Broken Link Radio. Third segment on Broken Link Radio. What? Norma's got a confused look on her face. What, what are you confused about, Norma? I'm just looking at the screen here and wondering what's going on. What do you mean? Well, you cut off my conversation with Kay. That's what happened. Oh, well, that's a pain in the butt. <clears throat> yeah, we're pretty sad now. Wait, I, I never knew what he was going to say. He was going to say, have fun with those. And that's all I heard. Oh, when you, when yeah. you guys, when you guys, when I have you guys turned down, you can still hear each other? No. Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. That is so cute. That is, uh, you guys, you guys what, have like a little show within you, the show within what, the show. What did you say, Gabe? Have fun with those nuggets. Ah, okay. Ah, it was, it was like a game. So I think I know that outro music. Was that Megadeth? No, that was the outro music. Um, the, uh, the last segment. Hmm. What did I just play? Oh, no, no that was, uh, doesn't use the metal. It was uh, People That We Love by Bush, which is kind of like a rip-off, a Nirvana rip-off from the mid-90s. Hmm. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know who the band Bush is, yeah, well, kind of like a Nirvana rip-off from Jim, the 90s. Jim, well, Jim doesn't know who Bush is. Yeah, I don't either. Really. Jim, I was actually talking, <laughs> I was talking to Jim about this earlier, like, Jim sort of drops off around Nirvana. Like, he was, he was in, he was, well, I, I, I'm, I'm aware of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man uh, on that mean. note <laughs> the um <laughs> so we're, i was going to play a game would you like to play a game it's <laughs> that last song sound like i always i always think of that song um boner of a lonely heart the uh Never heard of that song. We're gonna play playing a game that Norma's not participating in. Ooh, Actually, Norma, denied. you know what you have to do? do something. No, no, Jim. I don't think you need to read. I don't think you need to read the questions anymore because Norma's here. I'll read them. All right, hold on a sec. I'm so confused. You always are, aren't you, Jim? Yeah, usually. Hey, Jim. I'm well, Brad has this thing where he like comes up to something, and he just like, boom. Everyone yeah. like is supposed to know. Yep, exactly. We're all we're all following my. You know, it's like uh, it's like when Marty McFly plays uh, Johnny Be Good, and he just tells him the chord progression yeah. and that's, play, that's, follow yeah. along. That's Brad's general conversation, and then when you don't catch on, he gets mad at you for being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't you know what's in my Brad, head, like, Brad? I like it when you get so excited about something, you're like, oh, and then we can we can hear you run away from the microphone like you're leaving the room. <laughs> It's funny. In the middle it's, of the broadcast, it sounds like that, but I'm not really leaving the room. It's just uh, because of the directional microphone. Um, so, Norma, what you can do is we're going to play a game called uh, "How Can I Make This About Me." Okay, and so you can read um, the questions, questions where we'll be 
we'll be positing a scenario to Jim, Gabe, and myself. And then it is our responsibility to do like many people in our lives and make that scenario about ourselves instead. Wow. I know who would win this game. Yeah, I know. All right. So, uh, <laughs> it's, isn't it, um, how can I make this all about me? You, yes, you could do it. Well, the, the, the genesis of this bit, Gabe, is that I happen, Norma and David and I happen to know someone who can take any topic and after a matter of seconds, turn, like after a matter of seconds, turn it into a scenario where everything's focused back on themselves. So the way we vocalize it without this third party realizing that we're, we're making fun at their expense is we go, how can I make this about me? So that's kind of like, so. So these questions are probably true to life, but the names have been changed. To, to protect, protect the, the innocent. innocent. Yep, exactly. So the order is going to be Jim, Gabe, and then Brad. Okay. So Jim, are you ready? Um, not as much as I should be. So Norma, Norma's going to give you a scenario, and then you ask yourself, <clears throat> you introduce your answer by saying, okay, how can I make this about me? And sure. then, should right. I read from the right script? or Yeah, but like you don't need, you, the part where it says, Jim, how can you make this about you? You don't need to read that part. Okay. Jim's going to say, how can I make this okay. pregnant pause gotcha. about me? Okay. Yep. All right, Jim, you go first. Norma's going to give you your scenario. Jim. <clears throat> Jim. Yes. Your daughter-in-law has come over to visit. She mentions that her children have been bratty and whiny all the whole time in the car. Well... <laughs> Daughter-in-law, I remember when your husband, my son, used to uh, used to be bratty and whiny all the time too, and he still is. <laughs> and, and then he talks to me all the time. I have to hear all the time about how you're bratty and whiny to him, <laughs> and how much of a living hell you make his life. I tell you, I've heard all the stories, and I hate hearing those stories. And I gotta sit on the phone with him all the time, every weekend. He's calling me, complaining about you. <laughs> That's not bad, Jim. Oh, that's he forgot the how can no, I no, make this really about was, me? Yeah, you got to say well. So, Gabe, you're supposed to introduce your. It's like Jeopardy. You're supposed to introduce your answer with, "How can I make this about me?" And then you answer. I just wanted to add on one to Jim's item uh, with Jim's answer there. I hate. Uh, I forgot it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gabe. Gabe. Yes, Norma. Well, Brad just covered my screen with something yep, else. Yep. So. Go ahead. Okay, oh, Gabe. Well, how can I make this up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Gabe. Your neighbor knocks on your door crying. He explains to you that his ex-wife has passed away and that he never had a chance to tell her that he was sorry for the things that didn't work out and that he still loves her no matter what has happened between them. How can I make this all about me? Oh, Fred, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. You know, I understand. It is it is just like the time. Uh, no, don't come in. Stay out on the step, please. No, it is just <laughs> like when I I had a, I had this dog and I was I loved it so much. We used to I used to play with it at the park all the time. And uh, one time I got an Alpo, and that um, well, you know those like harnesses. I decided to get it one of those harnesses instead of the leash because I didn't want it to choke when I walked it. Um, no, no, stay out there. It's a, I'll get you go get a jacket if you're cold. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, its name was Sparky. <laughs> name was Sparky. There you go, game. I like that. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe took the approach of not only making about himself, but also going completely off track of what of what the person actually brought to them. I I like that, Gabe, because that's I've actually witnessed that very close to yeah. reality. Yeah, that's that's that one hits close to home. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, it's my turn. I'm next. a natural at it. Okay, Brad. Brad. Uh-huh. Your best friend's team just lost the Super Bowl to a bunch of old men. NFL castoffs, the over and overall bad actors. Hmm. And how can I make this about me? Well, I remember that uh, the Oakland A's were playing baseball and they had a bunch of players that were castoffs just like the team that beat your team in the Super Bowl. And I was very disappointed, and I've been living with it since 2016. I, just, I think that team should have won the, won the World Series. And here's why. Because if it worked for the Buccaneers this year of having a bunch of bad actors and, and NFL retreads, then the Oakland A's should have won the World Series in 2016 with everyone else's leftovers. So let me, let me tell you, between you and me, who suffered more? Exactly. That's what I thought. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, take that hypothetical Brad's friend who seemed just lost the Super Bowl. That was rough. He's nasty. Jim, you've recently discovered that a friend of yours has purchased a second vehicle. It is a luxury sports car, and he would like to share his excitement for his new toy with you. They wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> You're saying that Brad loves sharing his new toys with you, Jim? How can I make this about? Gay! Well, Chandler, let me tell you, your car is real nice, but it's not <laughs> quite Pontiac Grand Am 1992 level, which was my first car was. Let me tell you all about that thing. My buddy Brad used to drive in it with me, and he broke off one of the handles. <laughs> He was riding passenger, and he broke the hand, door handle off of it just because, you know, he's just, just hanging out, having fun. And then he proceeded to tell me how that was the decline. That was the beginning of the end of that car. And he was right. So now that this is broke, the rest of the car is just going to follow suit. And, it, and that's what ended up happening, if I remember right. But that was a great car. It was my first car. I got a lot of memories. The vanilla um, scented air freshener that I had on the, on the rear mirror. Really brings me back. So, uh, so what you're saying is you don't talking about that? <laughs> you don't want to ride in my 911 Turbo? No. <laughs> what he's saying is enjoy that luxury sports car because it won't last long. Yeah, exactly. Way to burst a bubble, Jim. Yeah. Hey, Gabe, your grandmother calls you too upset because she has been informed over the phone that her identity has been stolen. Hmm. How can I make this? All about me. Oh, okay. Oh, you're watching the Home Shopping Network again? Okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, so next time I go over, I'm thinking, I think it's next week. Or do you? So do you have, like, Funyuns and those cookies that I like, or... Do you need the? Do you need to go buy the stuff to make the lasagna? Because I really want to make sure that it's it's there when I get there. It'll be like three o'clock on Tuesday. I like how Gabe's approach is completely psych- psychotic, where he just completely ignores the other person's <laughs> wow. setup yeah, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. We're learning a lot about uh, that's, him. That's interesting. All right. <laughs> wow, Gabe. All right, my turn. Brad, you've been invited to it 
to observe a filming of an episode of a popular television sitcom. Uh-huh. It has been arranged for you to be able to attend the table readings prior to filming. How can I make this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity about me? Well, that's easy. Um, if I was invited to a table reading and observe the filming of a sitcom, I would be sure to bring my own script that I had written for the show. <laughs> And during the table reading, start giving producer notes and pointers about some possible edits that I had for for the season <laughs> along the way. You did that to Gable. And then I would be sure to be sitting next to the director the entire time. Wow. That's how I could make that about me. Isn't that what you did with wrestling all the time? Yes. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I do. <laughs> so you also have a different approach where you're, you're giving a narration of the, the scene. Yes. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe plays a role. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because you're all doing it very differently. Every, yeah, everyone's do, everyone's approach is valid. It's just it's interesting. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Jim, your family's ordered dinner from a restaurant for the first time. Everyone is impressed by the food, including yourself. You notice that everyone at the table has been expect exceptionally complimentary of the meal. How can I make this about me? Well, guys, this is this is pretty good. But it reminds me of that time last week. <laughs> Remember, I made this. I made this awesome shrimp dampy. It was amazing. What did I use? I used a little bit of this seasoning. I used that. It was great. But I mean, this is this is good. But then the um, I made a dessert one time too. Everybody loved it. Like everybody raved about it. No one had anything bad to say about it. It was so good, and uh, it was just delicious. It was, it was, Jim, it's like there. it's like you live my life. Yes, it's it like, is. That is an exact role play of of. Well, of I I gotta say, I drew some inspiration from a coworker that does that all the time. <laughs> oh, how you, funny! You can't bring food up without her saying this. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. Yes, that is funny. Gabe, you're hosting a dinner and movie party with some friends. One of the guests excuses themselves during the movie, citing an urgent matter that requires attention. Mm, how could I make this all about me? So I'm going to throw a little bit of inner monologue in here, too. I'll, I'll be sure to identify it for you guys. Sure. Yeah. So as they as they exit, um, let's say that there's a Brad or a Jim on one side going, hey, we're so and so. Are they all right? Huh? I think, hmm, they're exiting. They have an urgent matter. This is the inner monologue. Uh huh. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go into the kitchen and I'm going to start clanging around pots and pans. And the only words I'm going to be yelling are, no, no. He's reenacting a fight scene. (laughs) And then I'm going to re-enter the room in tears. Oh, man. Wow. And I'm going to proceed to go on a 40-minute diatribe about how I don't think my parents adequately loved me enough, and this is the exact reason why I can never throw a movie night without having some sort of thing go wrong until they (laughs) re-enter the room and I can find out what exactly they're doing and make sure that my scenario is graver than theirs. Oh, man. After this bit, Bradley will be posting the phone number of his therapist. Yeah. Brad, on the way to work... You drove past a three-car pileup on 490 West. You hear over the radio that the accident you just drove past killed three of the dr- three, killed all three drivers involved. 
All right, so Jim, I'm going to ask you to play the role of my coworker who sees me walk through the door, okay? Okay. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Hey, Brad, uh, not much. Yeah, man, you would not believe what I saw on the way to work today. What? I saw, did you hear that three-car three car, three car, three car <laughs> pileup on the 490? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, dude, I heard about it after I drove by it. Can you believe that? Wow. That's weird. Here's, you want to hear something crazy about that, dude? Sure. They had a Kia Rio just like mine. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence, man. Car's <laughs> <laughs> a death trap. <laughs> and scene. Oh man, Jim, your your explanation your explanation of like how somebody turns good food into a story about themselves, uh, you have no idea, dude. Like uh, that's like I'm the main you. one, dude. The main one. It's like nobody that, can ever just enjoy something. Every right. every meal I serve. Oh, this is wonderful. You know, did you ever think of putting this in it? That's how I always use. And and this is from the mother that fed me TV dinners my whole life. It's you like know? Uh, I've heard I've heard somebody be like. Hey, uh, you know, have you ever had? Have you ever gotten a? What's the name of that? What's the name of that Italian bakery that Vinny's. you spend a hundred dollars? Vinny's. She's like, Yo, no, no, Leo's is the one. Le- did you ever get? Did you ever get the apple Bavarian tort from uh, from Leo's? And then it's like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I used to make something like that. You're like, did you? Did you? Because no, you didn't. You never made an apple Bavarian tort. <laughs> It never happened. Like, <laughs> you don't even know what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we used to. We used to make hundreds of those apple Bavarian t- torts. Couldn't make them fast enough before they would sell out. It's like, no, that didn't happen. What was the What was the skiing story? You don't need to say who it was. But oh like, my goodness! Someone claiming to have been spreading, a, a, talking a, to all their friends about how they used to love to ski in this kind of weather. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> what? Yeah, like somehow take. Take the weather and make it about yourself and and, and your ski trips <laughs> that never happen. I'm not even that talented as much as I talk about the weather. Wow. There's something so psychologically like deep when I'm about that. Yes, there is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Gabe and I had uh, talked about it earlier, where it's like, or maybe this actually what this might have been you and me at church, Jim. Is like you yeah. have you you sometimes find your. I don't know about you, but I find myself. Tr- attempting to reflectively listen to the other person and then realizing that I'm doing that and then then going all right now how can I stop making this about me you know <laughs> have you ever be- have you ever caught yourself in that position where you're like oh I kind of was trying to ex- express yes. empathy but now I just sound like I'm telling them my story when I was yes. so- trying yes. to listen to their story you gotta, like jump back into uh, <laughs> the human part of it you're like kind of all you're all weirded out because then you feel awkward then you're awkward and because then you have to try to steer the conversation back around to them and you also feel a little bit guilty you know what i mean if you have like any amount of self-awareness whatsoever it's pretty funny the uh so i think um i think next time i should come up with a music bed for that and i think i failed on the music bed
Net Project, hosted by Nobody Cares. Brought to you by Nobody Cares. What's all that air I'm hearing? That's the that's what happens when the sink runs. Really? Yeah. Wow, sink's running. Do you have time to go catch it? So now Rayleigh's. I visited a Rayleigh's. I had never been to one. And when I went to Michigan, I visited a Rayleigh's late at night. And I was blown away. I mean, I took one bite of their hamburger and I said, this is the best hamburger it is. I have ever had. Rayleigh's is pretty life. good. And I hear they're all gone. No, not necessarily. They're called checkers. Oh, okay. They're not all gone. The uh, depends on where you are. It's like the the Carl's Jr. and the um, Carl's Jr. and the Hardee's thing, where if you're in the South, they're called Hardee's. So like they're called Checkers in the South, but on the West Coast they're called Rallies. Gotcha. Um, they just took them out of the. But East, the huh? freaking yeah, the freaking season fries are amazing. Oh, that burger was something out else. I couldn't believe it. Of course, it was late at night, and I. I, I must admit, I was under the impression. We're gonna get Gabe. We're calling Gabe. Here we go. I was telling Gabe I was gonna call him, and he's like, "Oh, why don't we do a Zoom?" I was like, "No, dude." Now Gabe's phone number, if y'all wanted, is one eight eight eight. Now look at listen, listen, listen. Gabe's texting. R E D. I was just listening to you text for a second. What was that? I said I was listening. I'm we, listening to you text. Are you texting and driving, Gabe? Is that what's happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabe's plate number is <laughs> G- Gabe is Gabe is legally obligated to never admit to driving, texting, and driving. He's uh, he's never done that in his entire life. It's never happened one no, time. No, I I it don't would never happen. He would. So, Gabe, if you made it... looking for me, I'm in a 1997 green Ford Explorer. <laughs> Gabe, are you... Um, you out? Boy, you sound quiet. Hold on a second here, buddy. What can I do to help Gabe? How can we help me have a voice? I can hear him okay. I mean, I can hear him, but he doesn't sound full. Well, Anyways, he's on a phone. How far away from the in and out are you? I'm about a couple miles away from it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, are you, you're on your side of town, or are you are you doing the Tucson thing today? Um, I am not in my part of town. I am doing the Tucson thing today. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, I think I've been I've been to that In and Out before. Um, I mean, there's more than one in Tucson, I would imagine, but I remember yeah. I've gone to it. So, Norma doesn't Norma's not familiar with In and Out, Gabe. No. Oh, that's right. Because you the majority you you spend the majority of time out in the the east coast or sort of like inner west coast. She, well, the well, farthest went, west I've been is Kansas, and that was when I was a kid. Yeah, and those aren't oh, even th- those aren't even Idaho. Oh, okay, there's a, those aren't even real people in Kansas. No, um, <laughs> the they're made of grass. They're straw men. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so Norma doesn't understand like the the cult like behavior that is attached with In and Out. So she doesn't know like it's In and Out is a West Coast Californian thing, where right. somebody it started in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, so it was started in L.A. and they were do like they do the whole old school um, burger joint thing. So where, if you're somebody, you go to In and Out. 
No, if you're everyone, you go to In and Out. Oh, it's more okay. like one of those right. things. It's more like uh, personally, I don't even like it, <laughs> and I have to because I'm Californian. It's yeah. a lot. No, not really. I, they actually are pretty good. So now, see, Gabe is Gabe knows lots of people like that. Or no, hold on. Gabe knows lots of people that would be upset when I say that In and Out is good. But it's not as it's not. It's one of those things where I don't think it's as cracked. It's not. It's all it's cracked up to be. Like, it's, I'm not gonna. Th- I'm not gonna throw a, a In and Out burger in the trash. But I there. I would drive past an In and Out to go to say like uh, rallies. Yeah, rallies or uh, oh, rallies is the best. That's my favorite. Also, <laughs> like yeah. The way people feel about In and Out is how I feel about rallies. Dude, hell yeah, dude. I told I'd never heard of rallies, and I told Brad that when I first went to Michigan. I went. Oh, we, I went to Rallies, and I, w- I It was late at night. Oh, you're already. Te- you're telling. We've already said this. Well, Gabe didn't. I know. That. So let me let me Hi, help you. Gabe, let me you help have you. To with listen. This. So the last time or the time that Norma fell in love with Rallies, it was like two o'clock in the morning, and she was drunk off her ass. <laughs> yeah, I was. That was say that was her that. first experience with Rallies. And I said she was as the kids say slizzard. Oh, <laughs> Gabe, I, I thought I thought I wasn't. I, I was like eating that burger and thinking, "Wow, this now, is the best burger I'll ever have in my life." Now the real fun is listening to what Gabe decides to get at at uh, In and Out. So spicy me, nuggets? Oh, Do they have spicy nuggets? I was going to mute myself. Oh no, I want to. I want to hear it. The, the the, yeah, Norma's Norma has no conception of the In and Out experience. So, are you going to eat a lot, Gabe? Um, well, I mean, it's dinner. It's dinner for for. Um, for so the answer is yes. RGTR Studios. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. Uh, so I've got I want to show Norma the menu because she I, she'll she will uh, resonate with this sort of concept, but um, not so secret. Oh, they put the not so. Oh, I'm gonna get Jim on this one. They put the not so secret menu on the website now, dude. Oh, see, that just kills what I was about to say. Because I was yeah. going to say, well, here's the thing. Show Norma the menu, but nobody orders off the menu. Yeah. I don't That's order off the menu uh, normally no, anyway. So you know how Jim has a fascination and obsession with secret menu items? Right. That's kind of an in-and-out thing. Like they're, That's kind of like their thing. Is They, they, they had like a, a, an underground secret menu campaign. Not anymore. No. No, now everyone knows about it. Now it's on their damn website, which is just stupid. Wow, they blew their cover. Yeah, so here's basically the only things that are on the menu at In and Out. You can get burgers, fries, burger, cheeseburger, shake, fries. That's like that's pretty much it. Well, that's how Wendy's used to be. Yep. Except without the shakes. Mhm. And they always said that that was the way they were going to stay because they concentrated on quality, not quantity. And then they and then they became a public company. Capitalism wins again. And now they have breakfast. Yeah. How ironic that their breakfast started just as COVID did. I think, you know? I think I think our mutual Wendy's friend, yes. I think he might have quit by now. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, he's I'm quit. Sure. He, he was looking to quit when they started when they told him they were going to move to breakfast. So I, I've got a, oh, a I've got a friend who's well, pretty. Breakfast is. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, and, and breakfast didn't just start because Brad, I think, were you actually employed there during the whole campaign of what's a panini, dude? Were yes, you, were yes, yeah, yeah. I was, I was the, I was the guinea pig for the breakfast back in 2009, 2010, because Phoenix was a test market.
get on the Patreon, scumbags. You're listening to Broken Link Radio. Back live, can you hear me? Remember, remember when the song used to be on the radio like constantly back in like 02, 03, Gabe? Well, I'm remember I'm in Phoenix, so it's still constantly on the radio. Oh, that's right, yeah, because uh, KUPD, right? They're still playing this kind of this is a kick ass song, though. They're still playing the same 30 songs that they've been playing <laughs> since they came out in 1996. That's awesome. The um, so I guess Norma Gabe's gonna have to do your news for you, even though you're sitting right here. Yeah, I like how you did that. It's a little just, awkward. Just butt me right out. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's kind of like how you butted him out of his job to begin with. I didn't do that. You, you did know? that. You said he sucked. That's not true. <laughs> I said sometimes, sometimes the news sucks, and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the one that picks the news, right, Gabe? I I do believe that Brad says it sucks <laughs> as me, but I don't believe that he feels that. Jim has his hand up, I believe. Jim, did you raise your hand on Zoom? It's weird that you said that because I just raised my right hand. Oh, Jim! Oh. Jim, I'm yes. I'd like to call. Oh, I've got my video on. Jim, you've raised your hand. How can I help Hello. you, sir? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear everyone, buddy? Oh, we've got messages from Jim. Jim is, Jim is struggling. <laughs> I he hears nothing. Can anybody hear me? I can hear yeah, you, Jim. Jim and I could not hear each other. I can hear Jim now. Yes, Jim. I have not done anything to Jim. I think Jim is in the nether realm again. Jim can't hear us. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to tell him. Jim's in a perpendicular universe at the moment. Jim, we we can we can do the show where I type to you and you can talk. Oh, wow. But if we have Jim do the news and just have him type it out for us, and we all laugh <laughs> and comment on it. <laughs> and then we charge $3 for the, for the transcription if they want to follow along. I hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jim. Uh, what is going on here? I have not, I've not changed anything to Jim. Should he leave and come back? Yeah. That's Jim, odd. Jim, leave and come back. He's dead, Jim. I'm going to leave and come back. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like he heard oh, you. Oh, man. That is so funny. Is there any good, like, simpatico song since you guys are so into oh, it all the time? I know, like, there's got to be, like, a, a radio jingle for it. Dude, when we do it in front of his wife, it's like, she. It, it's so funny because she just can't believe it's real. Maybe Jim muted all of us. Hey, yeah. hey, Jim is back. Hey, Jim. Jim, you know what happened, Jim? Just as, uh, just as Brad was typing leave and come back, and we're all going leave and come back, you said, I think I'm going to leave and come back. Are you back. serious? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh, that's funny. Well, Brad. <laughs> now that Jim's back, let's go ahead and start your new nonsense for the day, scumbags. Just another wholesome update. Upstate New York story huh. from NewYork.com out of. Is that correct? It is correct. Straight out of upstate. Out of Swastika, New York. <laughs> the unincorporated crossroads in the 
Arendak Mountain, town of Blackbrook, about 35 miles south of the U.S.-Canada border, has been known as Swastika for more than a century. Nice. Town council members considered a name change after a visitor from New York City said it was offensive and disrespectful to the memory of World War II veterans buried in the graves in the nearby countryside. What do you care? <laughs> Gabe feels uncomfortable reading this news story. Michael Alcamo embrace said he was him, bicycling through the area this summer when he came upon Swastika. Swastika. <laughs> Swastika. Council members met in September and unanimously nixed a name change. I love, I love that they voted against changing the name of Swastika. <laughs> yeah, but they changed the name of uh, Syrup. Council members were quoted to say, We regret that individuals from out that, of the area... That was an amazing that, joke right there. ...that lack the knowledge of the history of our community become offended when they see the name. Black Brook Supervisor John Douglas wrote in an email Thursday, quote, To the members of our community that the board represents... It is the name that their ancestors chose. Yes, that's true. Their ancestors chose the name Swastika. That whole town is full of racism. <laughs> Blackbrook. Swastika. Swastika. Now, wait a minute. Let's not jump to that conclusion because the Swastika symbol went way, it preceded the Nazi party. Oh, by that's a, a good point, time. Jim. I wonder if there's anything about that in the story. Okay. And the symbol has. <laughs> Just setting the stage. <laughs> You've taken over my job. Oh, man. The symbol has been in, oh, indelibly linked to Adolf Hitler in his Nazi party since the 1930s, though crosses with arms bent at 90-degree angles had been adorned have adorned art for thousands of years before the Holocaust in which six million Jews were killed. Hall O cost. Where did I hear that? Winto before? Green. <laughs> Hall O Fame. <laughs> Pep O Mint. <laughs> that town's name D- comes D- from. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said diorama. (laughs) That was an amazing joke. (laughs) That was an amazing joke right there. (laughs) The town's name comes from the Sanskrit word meaning well-being. Oh, man. One of the four council members who voted to keep the name, Howard Albin, told the Adirondack Daily Enterprise that only an intolerant person would assume the name is connected to Nazis. Yeah, they're the real fascists. That's true. Good point. You know what? If you you don't name your town Swastika, New York, that makes you the racist, sir. <laughs> the name came from settlers in the 1800s. Can we change Republic- our address to Swastika on Waterford Road? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be on Swastika oh, Road? Oh, man. Swastika on the Avon. <laughs> oh, man. 
The Press Republican of Plattsburgh related a different story in 1977 article. Melodrama. <laughs> a former postmaster as saying the rural community was once known as Goodrick Mills. <laughs> Styrofoam. <laughs> but became known as Swastika in 1913 after that name appeared on the local post office. Oh, man. In related local legislation, the Cherry Hills Village City Council in Colorado voted unanimously to drop the name Swastika Acres from a subdivision. (laughs) (laughs) It's Swastika Farms. Swastika Farms. Camp Swastika. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Next. What we need is more good deeds from NPR out of Port Washington, Wisconsin. <sighs> a Wisconsin man agreed to plead guilty to tampering with doses of moderate of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine in late December. What he do you care? Charges <laughs> of attempting to tamper with consumer products with reckless disregard for the risk that another person will be placed in danger of death or bodily injury. Each carries a maximum oh, sentence of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Pocket change. 46-year-old 40, pharmacist Steve Brandenburg formerly worked a night shift at the Aurora Medical Center in Grafton, Wisconsin. And on the evenings of December 24th and 25th, he removed a specific box of the Moderna vaccine from the pharmacy refrigerator for multiple hours. Justice Department official said Brandenburg, who was who has spent the last 23 years as a licensed pharmacist, knew this would leave the vaccines inert or less effective. Why did you do that? <clears throat> Authorities with the Food and Drug Administration, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Grafton Police Department began investigating reports of Brandenburg's alleged acts of sabotage in late December. Listen all y'all, it's a sabotage! It's a sabotage! Listen all y'all, it's a sabotage! Ah, I can't stand it! I know you planned it! I'm gonna say straight this one again! That's all I know about that. That's, that's sabotage. Funny. <laughs> I don't know. Environment. <laughs> Agents conducted interviews with hospital staff, collected surveillance footage, and reviewed electronic records. Oh my god. Over the course of their investigation, authorities discovered that Brandenburg believed in an in an array of conspiracy theories and notions of quote alternative history. I'll have sex he with you if you beliefs. let me put makeup on you. <laughs> he shared these beliefs with co-workers at the medical center. Oh, I'll see you at the feast tonight. Vaccine. Oh, we'll have lots of blood and semen. Oh, good. <sighs> he was also wary of vaccines, especially the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you, Satan, for all your love. <laughs> oh, man. That's terrible. What a jerk. Yeah. That I, love, I love how... Um, Sometimes conspiracy theorists are completely oblivious to the fact that they're the bad guys. It's like, okay, I'm going to take a, a a bunch of vaccines for sick people on Christmas Eve and and Christmas Day. I'm going to dis, I'm going to sabotage vaccines. That makes me a hero in my story. 
Well, it does if you think that the vaccines are filled with little trackers that are going to track every move you make. <laughs> then you're, you're actually saving the human race. Oh, man. I don't know why I can't find, I can't find the one. Next. No, really. The economy is getting better, guys. From NPR out of Chicago, Illinois. A Connecticut man was arrested for stabbing a Walmart clerk over the price of milk. <sighs> the assault happened shortly after noon Sunday at a Walmart in Waterbury. <laughs> this was reported by the Republican American. 40-year-old Hitchman Asphir of Stanford. Oh, he's one of those. Stabbed the cashier in the head with a folding knife after she scanned a gallon of milk and told him the price, police said. Why'd she tell him? <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, by the way, yeah, this, this is, is $2.49 this... cents here. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, bitch. <laughs> Oh, man. As fear was arrested on charges, including first degree assault, police said he was awaiting arraignment Monday. It wasn't clear if he had an attorney who could speak for him. The 19 year old victim was hospitalized for treatment of a puncture wound behind her left ear. She was in stable condition at the time of reporting. Next. Wow. I swear it was bigger yesterday, hon. From Reuters out of. Sasha, it's the one that sent Brad African the email. Congo. It's from your text message, Sandra. That was an amazing joke right there. <laughs> Police in Congo have arrested 13 suspected sorcerers accused of using black magic to steal or shrink men's penises. After a wave <laughs> Just stick them in the cold water. <laughs> Put them in an ice bath. That'll do it. Gabe, where did you say it was from? <laughs> this is from the Congo. Oh, the so story's when... out of Kinshasa. In the Kinshasa! I had a really funny joke, but I'm not sure I can say it, so I won't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get... I'm trying to... Uh, Gabe, I'm still not quite catching it. What city in the Congo was it from? It is from the city of Kinshasa. Kinshasa! <laughs> Reports of so Jim, you don't know this, but not a- Ken Sasha is the name of uh, a WWE wrestler's uh, finishing maneuver. And then, oh. as a, as a joke, this announcer Corey Graves used to try to say it as ridiculous as possible every time he did it. And then this story happened to be from Ken, Ken Sasha. So I get it now. Reports of so-called penis snatching are not uncommon in West Africa, <laughs> where belief in traditional religions. And witchcraft remains widespread, and Sex with no killings to obtain blood or body parts still occur. Do they hang the penises around their neck or something? Rumors oh, of I'll see you at the feast tonight. Oh, we'll have lots of blood and semen. Oh, good. <laughs> Rumors of penis theft began circulating last week in Kinshasa. What do you care? Next. <laughs> no, no, no. Can't do it. No. Kinshasa! <laughs> Democratic Republic of Congo's sprawling capital of some 8 million inhabitants. Democrat. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim. Remember the tag team Axe and Smash? 
Yes. What were they? The uh, I can't remember. Demolition. <laughs> I believe they were in demolition, Brad. <laughs> we were just isolated. <laughs> Gabe, did you ever back in the day? Did you ever play NBA Live '96? I believe so. Yeah. Do you remember the perspective that it used to that it used to have instead of like a 3D perspective or a two fully 2D perspective? No, I do not. It was that. isometric. Cheats. <laughs> 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 They quickly dominated radio call-in shows with <laughs> listeners advised to beware of fellow passengers in communal taxis wearing gold rings. Hold on to your penises. <laughs> Grab your tickets. It's going to be a long ride. <laughs> Reported victims, 14 of whom. Bunch of maso kiss. Maso kiss. They sound like a bunch of reprobates. <laughs> Purported victims. <laughs> of who were Have you ever laughed so hard your back hurts, dude? <laughs> oh, God. Damn. The you need to go to the chiropractor. <laughs> that the sorcerer simply touched them to make their genitals shrink or disappear. Wait a minute. They the wait, wait, Gabe. They touched the penises and they shrunk? Yes. Wow, that's the exact opposite from what you would expect. It's what some residents said was an attempt to extort cash with the promise of a cure. Police arrested the accused sorcerers and their victims in an effort to avoid the sort of bloodshed seen in Ghana a decade ago uh -huh. when 12 suspected penis snatchers were beaten to death by angry mobs. <laughs> the 27 men have since been released. Oh, man. Wow. Where are they now? Uh, they've been released. <laughs> They've been released. They're they not close? in jail anymore. Yeah. Are they, where are they? Are they still in the same area? Oh, that's right. You're, there's still more to the story, isn't there, Gabe? <laughs> yes, there is. I'm sorry. Gabe, here. why are your news stories so long? I'm tempted to say it's one huge joke, but when you try to tell the victims that their penises are still there... <laughs> They need a microscope to see it. <laughs> I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> they tell you that it's become tiny or that they've become <laughs> impotent. Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen. Impotent. <laughs> <sighs> to that, I tell them, quote, how do you know? If you haven't gone home and tried it. Wow. Oh, boy. How do they know? That's silly. They'd know if it shrunk and if it was tiny. 
There is some first-hand testimony Ooh. from a gentleman named Gene Diudane Aleko. Aleko. Some uh, Kinshasa <laughs> residents accuse a separatist sect from the nearby Bas-Congo province of being behind the witchcraft in revenge for a recent government crackdown on its members. I called the witch doctor. She told me what to do. She said, do, 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 do. Ooh, you, ooh, ah, ah, put your penis back on. <laughs> <laughs> They're quoted as saying, it's real. Just yesterday here, there was a man who was a victim. We saw what was left was tiny, said 29-year-old Elaine Kalala, who sells phone credits near a Kansasha can't do it. Oh, damn it. Kinshasa! 29-year-olds don't even know what Tiny is. Brad, Jim, Norma, and Scumbags, that is your... Excuse me. Let me try that again. That is your news and nonsense oh, for the day. Man, Good I... job, John. I think, I think hey. we had, I think we had uh, time to spare, but I don't have... There's nothing topping that, Jim. Oh, we'll see you later, Scumbags. Bye. Bye.